festive. New Yearly festive. Jingle bells, Batman smells. Well, I guess we're going to begin. Okay, cool. All right, guys. All right. So we have New Year's uh, resolution coming just a few hours away from us. Uh, Today is the 30th. Less than 30 hours from now. New Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. New Year's Eve. Are we 30 hours away? Or 40 hours away? I don't know. I don't do math. It's too late for that. I don't know. I'm not about to ask Siri because then Siri is going to like interject and I don't like her voice. We're about 30 hours. 30 hours? All right. Oh, my. How do you guys feel? It's just another day, you know? Oh, please. (laughs) It it literally feels that way. Before we get to the real stuff, I think we all have some list of expectation. We all have a list that we have to check twice. Like losing weight. It's not a bad goal. Calling me fat? I'm not calling you fat. I think that losing weight is a good goal. I think he's calling you fat. Oh, man. He's calling me fat because he was looking at me when he said it. Well, (laughs) (laughs) not necessarily. Look, I I, I think that losing weight or exercising or learning how to write is up there. You know, is up there. Wait, were you trying to call me stupid now? (laughs) No. (laughs) You know, I I just think that there's, there's, there's some people like myself sometimes where I would read some medical notes and I'm just like, a comma definitely deserves to be there. Mm. You know? I just zap it into existence you know, in by tapping world. into the keyboard. Oh, we live in a world where we spell tomorrow T-M-R-W. So I don't think people care for commas anymore. So I do that when I do medical stuff, only because I don't got time to write additional letters. That just speeds up time. Speeds up time. So let's get right to it, guys. New Year's resolution. What do you guys think about it? Do you think Christians should celebrate New Year's resolution? Should we celebrate new year's in general yeah right that's a better way of <laughs> why not it's just know. it's just another day we're just celebrating uh the, the becoming of a freshly new year yeah um i mean i don't see why not as long as we give glory to god and hope and pray for the best for that coming year all right i think for me a lot of times new year's is I think it's more of a time of thanksgiving like you look back and you're thankful for what god has given you and you pray for the future amen i think it's interesting though that like as humans we all a lot of times need like an arbitrary time block to make us feel like we have a clean slate Mm -hmm. and that's we it's almost like we can't do better until that time block renews Mm. versus as christians i think it's better to just practice like a daily like you go through your life and as god teaches you as god as god leads you you make improvements immediately you don't kind of wait for that time block to Mm -hmm. refresh itself oh i can't be a better person until you know the new year starts well as god leads you and as god teaches you and calls you to make improvements like you make them immediately no matter what time of year it is yeah yeah Um, i that's that's a good point i think i think we shouldn't put time on something that should be that should have been done a long time ago. Absolutely not. That's just procrastinating at that point, right? If yeah. you wait until the New Year's to decide I need to make an improvement on this, you're procrastinating and finding an excuse for yourself. You're probably going to fail a lot sooner than you think. Also and, true. And, yeah, and you're going to find out five days in. You know what? I'll just wait till next year. Yeah, because you need a whole mindset change and an actual goal. Like most people's New Year's resolutions, I feel like, are just go to the gym or lose weight again it's a good one and it's something i brought up earlier um is the smart goal if you're gonna do a new year's resolution it has to be a smart goal right so it has to be specific 
measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. Mm-hmm. All of that means something that you are able to specifically go after, something that you can attain, right? If you can't attain it, there's no point in setting that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the other things that go with it to make sure that you actually um, make progress, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what New Year's Eve is essentially about. It's reflecting on what you can improve on and then mm-hmm. going towards making those improvements in mm-hmm. the eternal growth mindset of always bettering yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because in Christianity, you can never be perfect. You can never be um, Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Or God. But you should always strive to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You should always try to get as close to him as possible, which is, again, getting as close to perfection as possible. And you're never going to mm-hmm. achieve it, but you always have to strive for it. Right. Like First John says that we are to be holy as Christ is holy. First John. Um, I think it's a, gr- it's a great thing. You know, I don't... I think that should be the New Year's resolution. Yeah. yeah That's my resolution. Right. To be more... More like Christ. More, more like Christ. Yeah. yeah. That's the only thing. Because like, then that will carry on to everything else being... The working out, mm-hmm. the... Whatever the case may be. Whatever, like, maybe I want to be a better person. Well, yeah, being a better person would be like being Christ. Hey, Sam, why is everything that's new and is like... Why is everything that everyone wants to attain is physical and is tangible? I want to get in shape. It's like a physical thing. Um, I want to get a new car. I want to get a new this. But it seems like no one's focused on the spiritual. Well, the world doesn't really focus on the spiritual in general. I mean, the getting in shape, getting a new car, that's everything you can see. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to get in shape so that either, you know, X number of reasons. I want somebody to like me. I want to feel better about myself. I want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah. And, you know, it's all about, you know, something that you can tangibly see. And as far as physical, like spiritual, the world doesn't really f- focus on spiritual in general. I know that now there has been a lot more awareness about like stuff like mental health and how, but same kind of thing that we were saying, if you're waiting for the new year to work on your mental health, Mm-hmm. you're just hurting yourself right because you know if you're you're hurting yourself until the new year and then once the new year starts as you know you were saying right it's you know you don't really have attainable goals like oh i'm gonna i'm not gonna stress out about things yeah you're just setting what, yourself up for failure yeah, what that does that point? mean and mm-hmm. that's kind of that, that's the other thing like for me like for resolutions would i make would slash could i make this resolution in july mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if not, then it's not really obtainable. Mm-hmm. You know, if I say, hey, you know, I want to lose weight. Can I make that resolution in July? And will I? Mm-hmm. Or am I just going to welcome the summer and be like, you know, what? I'm just not going to do anything. Yeah. You know, can I make this other, uh, can I make this resolution any other time other than the new year? Can I make it now? Mm-hmm. You think sometimes the new years have to do with how can I impress other people this year? Absolutely. I mean, if a New Year's resolution was just for yourself, would you need to share it? No. You got to post it. Exactly, right? You got to post People it. People do it all the time. It's like social, social media can almost be like a world of narcissism. Absolutely. Ooh. Yeah. I think we have a podcast on that. You should link to it. I think so. <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. Um, John, you've been to New York City on the... Uh, I love New York City. Yes. <laughs> I, I go very often. John, tell me any facts about New York because I feel like you've been there so often, you don't know anything about um, I know that New Haven has better pizza than New York, and I think we're going to get a lot banned. of hate mail. Yeah, a lot of hate mail. 
Um, I just wonder why every every pizzeria feels like they have to like boycott New York in their pizzeria so they can be more official. New York style brick pizza, New York style cheesecake. Okay, hold up. What about New Haven? Well, have you ever wanted yeah. Chicago style? Like no, exactly. That, that right. might that, that might that might be made with gunpowder. Um, <laughs> but no, um, New York, New York is just all right. So here's the thing about New York. If I'm going to talk about New York, first uh, for people that uh, like a little bit of hip hop on the side, it uh, New York um, gave birth to hip hop. A lot of here, a lot of people sitting in front of me right now, I know for a fact are Spider Man fans. And where did Spider Man like? Uh, where where was Spider Man born? In Queens. Mm. Captain America was born in Brooklyn. I prefer Dale uh, Devil. Daredevil was also born in New York. So a lot of good things came out of New York. And then aside from that, um, New York being part of the, thir- the first 13 colonies, right? The first 13 states. First Delaware. Everything, well, everything comes through New York. We live so close to New York that we adapt to the style. We adapt to even how the house, how, how uh, some some of us even speak or talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my thing with New York. And then around the holidays, it's just. It's but you've a you've been, site. but you've been to New York on New Year's Eve. Yes. Speak and, on that. Oh, that's don't do it. Speak um, on it. <laughs> all right. So no, if you guys, if anyone is listening to this from out of state or even from New Haven or Connecticut or nearby, uh. Plan in advance. Do not go last minute. Although last minute adventures do lead to some cool stuff, but you are you will not get close to the ball dropping. Um, there are over like thousands of people already there, and also be safe. Be mm-hmm. very safe because you know anything can happen. Um, the best way to plan in advance for that would be to rent an Airbnb around, um, maybe somewhere pretty high where you can actually don't even have to leave the place. Or there's always hotels nearby. Um, also, get like a, a pretty high room. Are you are you marketing the Airbnb all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> I froze. Uh, no, no, not at all. Just Airbnb <laughs> is like the cheapest way to go. Well, because um, hotels around around like if you were to book around that time, yeah, you, they're like a, like the closest hotel around there is like the Marriott, and that's like maybe a hundred dollars a night. All right, all right. So let's swing this back around. Mm-hmm. To a New Year resolution. What are you guys' top New Year's resolution? So I start off with uh, Miss Mesa. Um, I don't know that I've really set any specifics. Usually one thing that I'll do every year is um, I really enjoy reading. And so I'll, I'll kind of pick a category of books or two that I want to focus on that year. So this past year, I've mainly been reading um, children's books and self-help books. And those are two, um, like genres or realms of books that I hadn't gone too much into before. Um, so I haven't really decided what this next year's set of books are going to be, but that's something I like to do every year to kind of focus my reading in a different area. Mm. What about you, uh, Sam? Um, I don't know, just kind of things that I've already wanted to already do. Um, I want to find time to spend more time with my wife and to focus on some of my other hobbies that I might that I have recently not get, have gotten back into, mm-hmm. but have not been. But able can to you spend. find time now, though? Can I find time now? Yeah, like tomorrow. 
tomorrow. Uh, yeah, actually. All right, then do you need to wait till New Year's? <laughs> no, I, d- I do not need to wait until New Year's. All right, this, not is, not, this is not an intervention. <laughs> um, no, but the, some of my hobbies that I really enjoy that I've been getting back into, uh, just finding more time for it, uh, not procrastinating on things. It's just kind of a That could be a thing. resolution, no procrastination. That's, that's yeah. true. That then I'd have to procrastinate until the new year. You're right, you're right. You know, there's a, good, there's a, there's a guy, <laughs> I think it's called Ferris something, not Ferris Bueller, but Ferris something. A man just mentioned it to me today. He told me that you should spend 20% focus on the things that you're good and 80% on the things that you're bad. So he says, well, there's no need for you to focus on the things you're good. You're already good at them, right? But the 80% bomb. you should focus on, man, I don't really have a bomb, my brother. Let me go ahead and try to rekindle a, friend, you know, my, a friendship with him again. Hey, I, I have an anger issue. Let me work on that more often this year. Um, I have a financial issue. Right, let's do that. It's because he's saying you're almost distributing all your energy on things that really is not like it's already good. It's a good sentiment, but it's also something that a lot of people struggle with. People don't want to admit their faults. And if you going to improve, you need to admit your faults, right? That's mm. why I feel like a lot of New Year's resolutions are almost so vapid, right? It's really easy to say, go to the gym and lose weight and then just not do it. Mm. or just yeah. not admit your fault and admit I need to work on this and therefore it goes to a, just a generic social media-esque uh, resolution. Or you lose the weight and you gain it back and you're like, well, I guess that's next year's mm. resolution too. Exactly. I'll just do it again next year. Um, true fact. So when I, when, I, when I used to work at the gym, New Year's time, the gym was full of people. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't. Um, so it's not, I don't think for some people it's attainable, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it does resort back to doing something that you can do, you know, like you can do, but you need bite-sized steps to get there. Yep. You know, I, I think as someone who, who I, I love working out, I, I love running and it's my, my strong suit, but I, I never expect anyone to go run with me and then run as far as I do. Number one, you're going to, like, mess up your foot. That's one. Mm-hmm. You're going to mess up everything else afterwards. Your foot, your ankles, your knees. Your body's not accustomed to running that far. So I would say, hey, just go run a mile. Maybe run half a mile. Don't even run. Walk or jog. Get the feel. And I think that if you apply those similar methods of bite size, get a feel, and take it slow, Everything else, you'll be fine. I love I th- that that's coming from someone that made me run four miles and went out of nowhere. For the first time. <laughs> well, I gotta, I gotta make sure I set the example. So, I mean, that's that's the thing. Um, as far as the world, um, the world's idea of New Year's resolution, because I know my Instagram and all our Instagrams are, are going to be jacked filled with people's, you know. New Year's resolution and what they're going to do and what they're going to attain. As Christians, what does the Bible call us, uh, I'd say, to to pursue in the new year? I understand that scripture says that we are to be holy as Christ is holy. And I know that one can download an infinite amount of Bible apps. But what's practical for those who are listening? What's a practical advice? Um, Whether you're saying, hey, I'm preaching this to myself. I have to use this myself. I have to apply this myself, but I'm going to share it because I think it's a great help. I think about the, um, 
I was just I was just thinking I'm gonna tie it all back, but people just don't have patience. And kind of like how you know, as Christians, you know, I don't know, I I, I assume that uh, the rest of you in here have experienced this or seen somebody who who's experienced this at some point. But Christians, especially when you go to like a conference or hear a really good sermon, you get a spiritual high, mm, and yeah. then you kind of, in that sense, make resolutions like, oh, I'm going to read my Bible every day, or I'm going to read the whole Bible in a year, or I'm going to you know, do this, this, this. <laughs> and then, you know, it's, it, but then you, it doesn't happen. And no, that's the it same, doesn't. And it's the same thing with New Year's revolutions, but I was just thinking about the verse where it says, daily carry your cross. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say, you know, carry your cross you know, at the beginning of the year, you know, just carry it all year. It just says mm-hmm. daily carry your cross because every single day you have to remind yourself, I need to carry this cross. I need to carry this cross. And that's kind of said a lot like, oh, daily carry your cross. But that there's a lot of days. We've lived a lot of days, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there, there, it's, you know, and you need to be patient with it and you're not going to see results immediately. But mm-hmm. that's why that's what very, separates patients. That that's why that's what separates people from, you know, the spiritual high people. Yeah. Or even you know, we're talking about resolutions. The resolution of people, and the people who you see on Instagram, where it's just like, I made a New Year's resolution two years ago to lose weight, and here I am two years later, and I've lost like X amount of pounds. You're not gonna get abs in two days. Right. But like, there are people who have stuck with it, and. Have the results. So the key is consistency. I think that's what I was trying to mention. With the it is. I mean, without consistency or reminder or accountability, mm-hmm. I feel like um, we're just too weak to to be accountable for ourselves. Because how can you tell someone who's weak in one area to be accountable in, for himself in that area without someone else at least encouraging him? Iron sharp. The iron sharpens iron. No, mm-hmm. that a thing. Well, the, so you have to maybe surround yourself by people that. What, whatever your resolution is, whether it be reading the Bible, in this case is what we're encouraging you guys to do. But if it is working out, go find a brother, sister, cousin that works out and find time to be around him because you're not, you know. Yeah. Well, the Bible even speaks to that uh, anything obtained through hard work rather than, for example, a gift is always going to be more valued by you, right? It's going to fe- make you feel better. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to pull up uh, something that I was looking at. Um, it takes a study showed that it takes 18 to 254 days to form a new habit. Mm. Anything you're going to make into a new year's resolution should be a habit. Mm. If it's to lose weight, then in reality it should be a healthier lifestyle. Right. right? And you should make that habit. And then it's about forming that habit, creating a goal, creating a plan Mm -hmm. and doing all that. But simply making a resolution saying I'm going to lose weight is just setting yourself up for failure. Right. Um, and that's what it's all about is, again, what, as Sam said, is, yeah. is patience, hard work, patience, patience. dedication. And that's going to get you a new mindset, a new habit, and actual success in your growth. Michelle, you guys want to say? I do. So I was thinking, we were talking about basically how, as Christians, like the ultimate goal is always to become more like Christ, become more holy, become more spiritually mature. Um, one passage that I always go back to when I think about spiritual maturity because i think like you were saying it's sometimes it's so vague and you're like oh i want to be more spiritually mature but then like that's not specific that's not measurable Mm -hmm. um in second peter i think they kind of address that and they say okay this is exactly like the path essentially to spiritual maturity 
Um, so I'm in Second Peter 1, verse 5. It says, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith. So first, like that's the beginning. You start with faith, you, with salvation. To supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness mm. and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. And so it lays out this pathway of, you know, one step to the next towards spiritual maturity. And it, it is, it's very specific and it's much more specific than just, you know, telling yourself, oh, I, I need to do better. I need to be more like Jesus. I need to be more mature. That's, that's a really, that's a really good point. I th- that That's, I've, I fell in that hole before where I'd said, Ari, I, I want to be holier. I want to pursue Christian maturity. And I like open my Bible and I don't know where to begin. I'm, my Matthew, my Mark, my Luke, do I go into comfort's arms of Psalms? Like, where do I go? And so I would say this is where like topical things, topical themes really help. If you just focus on what does scripture say about anger? Let me grow in my knowledge of what scripture is about anger. Absolutely. It goes back to being specific at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. If you even have a goal, I want to be holier. Well, what does that mean? Right. What does it mean to you to be holier? What does it mean to obviously scripturally to be holier? It's to be more Christ-like, right? Well, mm-hmm. again, well, where do you start with that? There's probably a million things that you can do to be more Christ-like. So you need right. to start narrowing those down and working on those. And once you start um, hitting the dominoes and they fall, mm-hmm. you're going to keep improving, right? So you start with, I want to work on my anger. You start working on your anger. That gets better, right? Then you move on and you continue to work on your anger because you're never going to be perfect on that. You move on to the next thing you need to improve on, and then the next thing you need to improve on, and it mm-hmm. just keeps going. But you got to focus on one thing at a time. If you try to focus on too many things and form too many habits at once, you're just going to fail at all of them. That's true. Have you guys ever tried like you're I don't know, yourself overloading point. yourself, and you're like, Lord, why can't I like stay consistent here? You know, um, you try to drink so much water, you find out that you're like, you know, what what's the word? You're drowning. I'm saying ahogando, but that's in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, you, I want the, I want you know, living word, the water of of Christ. You read scriptures, and you don't even know what you just read. Mm-hmm. You know, you're reading it, but you're not even comprehending it. That's 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 a very good point. So, for anyone that is venturing into reading the Bible, brand new to the Bible, coming from experience, being brought up Catholic, and never was read the Bible, I was just told that God is a infinite genie pretty much and I need to be good and that you know he died for my sins was the only thing I understood but when I started reading the bible I have read genesis at least 20 times just to understand it so the the bible is not the easiest thing you did better than me <laughs> I probably read genesis like 5 4 times yeah I had to read and it. I'm 29 years old I had to read it like 20 times and like up to Exodus. Yeah. And then I, I just had a whole bunch of questions because it, it does raise, like, some questions. I remember that. I remember that. Especially like, it was yesterday, guys. I kid you not. This guy was texting me every day. This I was like, okay, this is cute. Okay, this is annoying now. This is great, but you clearly need a study Bible. <laughs> and then, yeah, a study Bible. Uh, what's the app? Because, like... Got questions? Uh, got questions. And then there's like a KV, K, King James Version, KJV uh, dictionary. Um, another thing I would also advise is 
if the KG K King's James version is a little too hard, which it is, um, try to use the dictionary. Um, there's a KGV dictionary that explains the words, or the app. What's the app? Oh. It it kind of helps. Or would you recommend? Would anyone else here vouch for like the uh, English Standard Version? Yeah. Yeah. I, I use it. In, yeah. I use it's it's a lot easier to understand. Um, but even then, you would like the, the Bible raises a lot of questions, and that's why there's other resources. Uh, that, um, what's what's the uh, the YouTube channel that that, that you had me use? It's a lot. I mean, you have like Mike Wingers. You have yeah. like I don't even know, just John McRae. I think John McRae. Uh, what do you mean? I mean, it depends what you're focused on again. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't want you to just subscribe to all these channels, get overloaded, walk mm-hmm. outside with a you know a brain on the platter, and then you don't know how to go about you know, using practical theology and applying that to your day-to-day life. Because I think that's what people sometimes New Year resolution is. Mm-hmm. If I can read the Bible quickly in, just, in, in, in large bites, um, they just want to be a brain mm-hmm. on a plate. And then they say, look at me, look how much I know, but look how much I don't know about applying it. Sure. Um, so as far as New Year resolution goes, and um, as far as um, where we're about to see in the next couple of hours, as far as Instagram and Facebook and stuff is, I mean, honestly, guys, bouginess is that is that where we're gonna look? Yeah. Okay, Bougie-ness? okay. Can we're I not, get a we're not more trying to rush on the the Bible real quick. I feel like we were really hitting something there. Mm-hmm. Um, just super quick. One of the things that I want to expand on your recommendation is um, Jordan gave me phenomenal advice to start reading the Bible because when I started, I just you can't grasp it. It's just there's so much mm-hmm. in every paragraph. And his, what he recommended is the first time you read it through, read it through like a book. Don't try to get anything out of it the first time you read it. Read it to read it and then start focusing on various areas and then reading there. Because if you're going to try to, and to our point about overloading and taking on too much at once, if you try to open the Bible and read it through and through and get every single thing out of it, you're going to overload yourself. Mm. Right? There's people that read the Bible for 40 years and still find new things in it, Mm -hmm. new recommendations and new advice. If you're starting out trying to get every single thing out of every single paragraph, you're going to blow your brain out. You know what I mean? It's just the gears are going to stop functioning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I just wanted to kind of add that because that was probably some of the most phenomenal advice I've gotten from him. Um, In addition to that, you know, if if you have been reading the Bible, my, my father gave me some some excellent advice um, for, he said, it does not matter how much you read. It's what you do after you read it. Mm -hmm. It's, are you meditating on it? Are you praying about it? Are you seeing it like in your life? Because there is a point, and I shared this with somebody recently, where I I had one of the one-year Bibles, where it was like you read the Bible in a whole year. And it was getting to the point where, for me, now I know people who it's that size is very comfortable for them. But I know for me, it was just a lot so that every morning it didn't become me reading my Bible to get something from it. It was making sure that I read a certain amount of verses so that I could finish it in one year. It was okay, I gotta read, 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 read. All right, check that box. And then I wasn't getting getting anything out of it. Whereas, you know, for and I and again that's some some of that is very comfortable for some people where like they need that large amount of information to just think about that. But my the, the advice that was given to me is what do you do after you do it? Do you 
you know, if you read three verses and are overwhelmed, read one and pray on it. Think about it. You know, ask like, God to like supplement it into your life. Right. And that's okay. Because I think sometimes like people like it's people are penalized for like, oh, how many what how many verses did you read this morning? Oh, I only read one. Oh, man, you're not spending enough time in the word. Now, that may be true for you if God's convicting you, but if you're reading one verse and that is carrying on through your everyday life, that's okay. There's no verse in the Bible where it's just like, you must read more than one verse every single day. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not in the Bible. Yeah, I think um, I love that. I'd probably probably add on to that and say that I think if you're a born-again Christian and, and you're going into the new year as a born-again Christian or, or, or not, and maybe you are that person who reads one verse or one paragraph. And I, I think early on, I think that's very suitable for them. I think at some point, you almost have to take more information. Um, not to say you have to read books on books, but I think that you, you grow in your walk with Christ mm-hmm. as much as you grow with, all right, I, th- I think I'm, I'm, I'm past uh, the milk phase. I think I've taken more, but... I'm sure you we agree on that completely. Um, I think there's something I thought about right now, actually. I think it's a really great place for us to continue and then end, if you guys are all good. Um, quick advice for people who are starting off the new year. Because remember, we're talking about Christians who are born again. The Bible has nothing to say really about new year resolutions. It has to do with uh, new creation. You're new in Christ. Um, has to do with being a uh, unity and kindness and, and finding fellowship with your brothers and sisters in faith. But for someone who's listening and say, hey, I don't know how to go about this new year, applying the words of scripture in my day-to-day life. I don't have a church. I have a hard time reading my Bible. What are some quick advice that you personally have experienced and it worked for you? And maybe someone else can say, hey, um, that's that sounds good. Going to church. Yeah, yeah. Go to the go to the wrong church. No, well, <laughs> going to a church like finding. Yeah, but that might be hard for some well, people. That's what I was going to say. Know. That's the problem yeah. is you can so easily mm-hmm. if you don't know your Bible be led astray, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the pastor's responsibility to teach you um, before you know your Bible. But until you know your Bible, you can't verify what the pastor is telling you. So right. how can you select what's a good or what's a bad church? So what you're saying is we should. Re- Step one is, is read our scriptures, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so just trying to focus there, what are some advice for people who are like, I don't know, I'm a mom, I'm a dad, I'm single, I have a job. Where do I sneak time in my day-to-day schedule to read the word of God? There's 24 hours in a day. You're at the very most going to like sleep for like, what, 14 hours? You work maybe <laughs> for eight at some point in time, <laughs> 14 hours, that's a lot of sleep. That's a lot of sleep. You almost start going backwards some, at some point, some right? People. Long story short, you got your phone on you. And, and I'm sorry to say this, but if you're using the bathroom for like two seconds without your phone, you can go and, and read your Bible. Because yes. let's, let's be honest. <laughs> Look at Sam. Sam how is many, like, I, dude, like, I get it. How many people are on TikTok on their phone while they're in the bathroom? It's always about... Your priorities exactly. You're it's your priority. For. Priority. Yeah. If you, you really, if you really want it, you get it. Yeah, absolutely. Got it. Yeah. If you audio, audio Bible audio. works really yeah. well. Audio for Bible. Us. Like mm-hmm. we have a half hour commute in the morning, um, and so like just putting on a couple chapters or like while we're getting ready, like you're in the shower, like whatever, like you can just have it playing. 
and that mm-hmm. it's it's not even like time you necessarily have to take out of your day so much as while you're doing something mindless just put your your mind on that and let yourself listen to it absolutely yeah. watch out the competition i know people are like hey that's so cool but i'm trying to get to work and i want to go get excited i need some pump music mm-hmm. Not every single time you need pump music. If you want, go play, go download Streetlights. It's pretty much hip hop with, with the Bible being spoken to. Even then, it's about then finding another time that works for you, right? If you mm-hmm. need that pump up on the morning commute, then you probably also need that wind down before bed. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So spend you know five fifteen minutes reading the Bible and then think about it while you're falling asleep, right? And mm-hmm. then take that time. It's all about if you want to make the time, you're going to make it. Whether it's for a person, whether it's for the mm-hmm. Bible, whether it's for God. It's up to you to make that time. And anyone who's saying that they don't have five minutes or 15 minutes in their day, unless you're working like Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, you're full (laughs) of it. You're absolutely full of it. Mm. I I like to say, in addition to that, church is extremely important. Mm -hmm. Like, more important than I think a lot of people realize. And the other thing is, you need to, you know, read your Bible but you don't need to be a scholar before you go looking for a church. Mm. Because when mm. Paul was teaching to, what was it, the Beruvi, who, who was it that Paul was? The Bereans. Bereans. They weren't, they weren't Bible scholars. What did they do? They just checked the Bible after they heard Paul. Yeah. And that's all you have. You're, you're, you're thinking, you know, what is a good church? Well, I don't know everything about the Bible. You know, I have it, you know, I'm just starting to read the Bible, but I, I do want a good church. Listen to the pastor and check what he says with the Bible. You know, if he if he says, you know, first off, if the pastor doesn't open the Bible, that's a problem. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. if the pastor is uh, going through a passage, read that passage. Right. Mm-hmm. And the Bible c- can be hard to understand at times, but usually it's not so hard to understand to where you can just read. I'm sorry. It's like the faucet upstairs, and so it snuck its way into our audio, like background music. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Sam. You're good. But um, it's not hard to, you know, if, if, if the pastor is reading John 3.16, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that mm-hmm. whosoever believe in him, you know, shall not perish and have everlasting life. And the pastor says, well, you need to work to get to heaven. Well, it's obviously not what it says, and so all you have to do is read it to to you know. to to know that he's doing it. So, just as an encouragement, you don't need to be a Bible scholar, absolutely, before looking. For just use some yeah. logic. And there's one good advice that Russ, I think, Pastor Russ gave one time, which is if the pastor does, never opens his Bible or never references Scripture, then it's probably not good advice that he's giving you or a good sermon. It's not backed up by the Scripture, right? If he's opening his Bible a lot, he has a lot of scripture backing it up, then you know it's something good. Mm-hmm. Um, and but even then, at the same time, but even then, you, I'll, I'll still go ahead and encourage you and examine examine your pastor. Absolutely. Yep. Right? But if also your pastor never opens the Bible and nothing he says is ever backed up by scripture, then you should be it's doubting that. Mm-hmm. That is a red flag. There's no citation. You know, it's a, it's a research paper without a citation. How can you trust that? No, you just fail, pretty much. I, uh, I, citation I, is like literally like 50% of your grade. Um, so <laughs> I remember that because in history class, he says, look, I'm going to give you another opportunity cite, or else you, you pretty much flunk. Um, I want to make sure that I, I, I love what you guys said because I think 
I think you, we, we, I think people who are listening in, Christians, believers, non-believers, stop trying to like find a way to cater Christianity to your lifestyle. I think when Scripture says that we must die to ourselves in Luke nine and carry our cross, that doesn't say, well, Christ, can I carry my cross when my other, you know, where's fun? Something's got to stop. If if and this is, me, this is me preaching to myself, so let's just get to the soapbox. If if hip hop is dominating your life so much that you're like, look, I just don't want to stop 20, 30 minutes of my drive and listen to scripture. I want to listen to music. Maybe you need to die to that for some moment. Maybe you need to dwindle that light down a bit. If it's rock or if it's sports, if it's working out. First Timothy tells us that, yeah, physical fitness is good, but spiritual maturity is far better. So some things we need to die down and stop trying to see how we can cater the world into our Christianity, but really bring our Christianity into the world. You can even, but even then you can, you can work it into those things, right? For example, mm -hmm. if you spend that much time working out, put it in between your reps, read the Bible in between your reps. Yes, There's always yeah. something you can do. And again, Absolutely. if Amen. you are not doing it, it's at the end of the day because of excuses. Closing you statements. You can do it. I wanted to add this earlier. The one thing that I would recommend for everyone to, it was a big eye opener for me. And I think it was what changed everything. The American gospel. I really suggest everyone to watch that. Um, you can get like a free clip from YouTube, but just the American gospel. I highly recommend that. Happy New Year. Happy New, Year's. <laughs> Happy New Year, guys. I would just say as you're setting your New Year's resolutions, don't base them off of what you want pray and let god lead you as you know ask him specifically okay lord what do you want me to change how do you want me to grow and base them off of the way that he answers there's a great book by kyle alderman that talks about god's at war and what's so what's so important about that book is that he really addresses the god of money the god of sex the god of entertainment and the god the false gods of many things in our life and they're constantly at war for your for your attention they're constantly at war against your attention, your focus towards Christ. Even the New Year resolution is a false cause because from December 31st to the 1st of January, people idolize that day that some something is going to happen within that time frame that you're going to change. You're not going to change. And there's nothing biblical about that, those few hours. What can happen is you get to know Christ. You get to say, hey, Lord, guide me. Allow me to live a life that's holy, Lord. And help me in this area and knock down these false gods. That even comes with the New Year resolution. With that being said, guys, may the grace of God and the peace of the Holy Spirit guide you guys into all blessings. It was lovely having all you guys here. In the meantime, deuces. <laughs>